I'm Damian Bolwa. Today on Fifth and Mission, should San Francisco have an elite academic high school? Perhaps even if you don't live in the city, you've heard of Lowell High. It's one of the top performing public schools in the country and stocks top colleges with students. But now things may change. The city's school board is considering eliminating selective admissions at the school in favor of a lottery for spots like the district's other high schools have. The proposal has divided people over the value and the fairness of a prestigious public school, and in particular is being watched by Asian Americans, who've dominated the enrollment at Lowell and see the campus as a crucial ladder to success. My guest to talk about the controversy is Jill Tucker, our education reporter. Jill, how are you? I'm tired. How are you? <laughs> lots of I'm lots okay. of uh, debate and controversy in San Francisco these days. Certainly. Now, Jill, the last time we talked was last week. You were writing about how San Francisco is changing the names of many of its schools, and indeed, Lowell was one of them, right? Yes, Lowell is one of 44 schools that will be renamed. Um, the commission and the school board agreed that Lowell, despite being um, an anti-racist um, and uh, an abolitionist, still had a murky history when it ca came to African Americans and slavery. All right. Well, Jill, let's get to the admissions question at Lowell. Um, this has been going on for years and years. And last year, you talked about how the coronavirus pandemic had forced them away from their selective criteria because it's very difficult to post things like grades and, t and test scores um, during the pandemic. But now what are they proposing? Right. So they're proposing to make that a permanent change, that the uh, admissions to what has been a very selective um, admission process will now be lottery, uh, just like uh, most of the other high schools in San Francisco, with the exception of Ruth Asawa School of the Arts, which is audition based. Um, and and, you know, the idea is that. Uh, the school doesn't have a lot of diversity and that by changing it to a lottery process that it will no longer be based on grades and uh, special test scores. Right now, I mean, pretty much the only way to get into Lowell is with straight A's and high test scores on the entrance uh, exam. So it, that will all change. It will be open to any student who uh, wins the lottery. And tell me about the process for this. The school board has to approve it. And, and in fact, on Tuesday is going to be making decisions, right? Right. So they they introduced it. Uh, February 2nd was the is, uh, introduction. And then a week later, they're scheduled to vote on it. Um, it's a very hurried process. Normally, um, a resolution like this would be talked about um, and then introduced, and then perhaps two weeks later after it goes to committee for more public comment and discussion would go to the school board for the final vote. So they're sort of skipping a lot of this, uh, the, the normal process that they would have and, and rushing this through. So we have a legal issue over whether a school like this can exist, but we also just have an incredibly emotional issue in San Francisco. Why is this touching such a nerve? You know, it, it's funny because I've been covering schools in San Francisco for many, many, many years, and and Lowell has always been sort of considered the the gem of the city, right? A point of prestige. It's one of the top performing public schools in the country, and um, and and while some people have wanted to change it or or try to diversify uh, the student enrollment. 
Um, many politicians have told me it's the third rail of San Francisco politics. You do not touch it. And so uh, for a long time, even though people have talked about racism at the school or talk about talked about a lack of diversity, um, the school is more than 50% Asian, which is, is a much higher percentage um, than the district overall. Um, you know, the, the school board now in the midst of sort of this national reckoning of racism um, and and other things that have been going on and the inc- recent incidents of racism, um, the school board just jumped in headlong and uh, they are taking this up and they already have a majority of board members signed on. So um, at least at this point, it has the support to pass. Um, you know, it still has to go through the process of public comment, et cetera. But um, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's been something that's been on a back burner among some in the city for a while, um, but never had the political will or the political ability to uh, push it forward. All right. You can see why the appeal is there, obviously, for some families. It's a feeder school to the UC system. They have a lot of AP classes. Um, you know, the students tend to do very well. Um, but the downside, Jill, I think is what uh, the school board is focused on. Is it really fair to have a, a school that is selective? Is it fair to, to the kids that can't get in when this is a public school system? That is the issue, but not only is the question, is it fair? The question is whether it's legal. And and in California, there was a law passed, um, I don't have the exact date off my top of my head, but I think it was the late 90s, 98, um, that uh, basically said that you can't have a selective admission process to a comprehensive high school. And, uh, you know, I, I wrote a story on it some years ago that, you know, potentially Lowell's admission process is illegal. Um, the question is whether it was grandfathered in, whether because they had this admission mm-hmm. policy early on that they could continue with this selective admission. But the reality is, in California, if you open to school tomorrow, you could not have a Lowell because it would it would violate the law, a comprehensive high school like this. Um, but other than that, the question is, is it fair? I mean, the public school system is supposed to be one that offers equal opportunity to students regardless of race or religion or other types of things, um, socioeconomics. Um, and, and arguably, a school like Lowell um, you know, serve students who who have had the the background, the culture, the the experience, the support um, to qualify for a school like Lowell, and um, you know, as well as the intelligence, and and so um, you know, performance in school is not just a matter of you know how smart you are, if you will, but but what tutors you can afford, or what experiences you have, or what support you have at home, um, or what disadvantages you do not have or have. Um, and so th- these are the questions that are being raised by this Lowell decision. And, you know, it, it's emotional. It's gut-wrenching. This is a school that children, you know, I've, I've been talking to parents and they're telling me that their kids have been working since fourth grade to get into Lowell. And now all of a sudden, you know, all that hard work will just be take, you know, well, now it's just a random process to get in. Um, you know, so it's emotional. It's gut-wrenching that that people have have had this sense of pride in this school for so long and and now feel that a lottery process will will change it enough um, that you know that it won't be the same. But as you write, Jill, uh, less than two percent of students are black, and twelve percent are Latino, and so we are seeing differences there. 
in terms of of current enrollment, right? Yeah, it is. It's the school very much lacks diversity that reflects the the district overall. And uh, you know, when you have predominantly uh, a school predominantly Asian American and and uh, white compared to black and and Latino. Um, you know, that's a segregated school in, in many ways and uh, not maybe not our, our standard definition of segregated, but I think that, uh, you know, we, we do look at this school. The school board has looked at the school as one that lacks diversity and lacks opportunity for students of color, not to mention, um, you know, they feel that the experience of students of color at the school it has been negative in many ways and therefore has pushed away Uh, many students of color who could qualify uh, to go. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, more with Jill Tucker on Fifth and Mission. We'll be right back after a short break. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. Welcome back. I'm Damian Bulwa. This is Fifth and Mission, joined by education reporter Jill Tucker, We're talking about the proposed changes at Lowell High School, which would make it not a selective merit-based school anymore, where test scores and grades uh, will get you in. Uh, Jill, first of all, let's talk about the Asian American reaction. This is something that's also been a big part of the debate over Lowell High School over the years, and really a feeling among the Asian American community that there's a backlash that hurts them, that somehow they are quote-unquote overrepresented, and you see the same thing in feelings about the UC system in places like Berkeley, that, hey, you know, there's a lack of respect for us. We don't want quotas that cap out how many people we send to elite schools. Yeah, definitely. This has been a topic in San Francisco and across the country, but but especially here in San Francisco for decades and decades of, of you know, going back to busing uh, when, you know, there was a, a consent decree to, decree to desegregate, which was ultimately um, overthrown by lawsuits and questions of whether that was fair to force, um, you know, segregation. And often the Asian American or Chinese American communities have have been at the forefront of these fights to eliminate um, affirmative action, um, because most of those in in many of those cases, it was um, because Asian Americans, as you said, were overrepresentative um, and you know and 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 now i think we're we're seeing similar conversations um from uh the asian american community in san francisco that this feels unfair to the kids who work really really hard to get a rigorous education and 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 and, and a, a a school that is sort of built for high achieving kids right like as somebody said it's a place where nerds feel like they belong and, you know, where being as a kid who studies all the time and wants to get into Harvard isn't weird. And, um, you know, so I feel like or uh, so they they feel like what they're telling me is they feel like, um, you know, it's taking away that opportunity um, that should be there for kids who um, want to strive academically. And, 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 you know, their argument is, look, UC Berkeley and Harvard jobs, you know, so many things in life are merit-based. And, you know, it, it, it's it's not fair to basically say, well, this this segment of the population has too many 
you know, kids that qualify, therefore, you know, make room for some other kids. I, I think in this case, it's perhaps a little different than the arguments we've seen um, for affirmative action at, at the UCs or, or other places, um, and even in San Francisco's history with the affirmative action cases, um, even in, at Lowell, where at, for a while they had desegregation efforts. Um, but it, it because it is um, a public high school and because of the state law, we're, we're talking about a very different situation. And, and I, you know, I talked to the ACLU and they, they actually see this as a very positive step towards civil rights and, and the way that a public education should be structured. So, it, you know, it, there's two different arguments here um, in terms of the civil rights and the opportunity for certain segments of the population. Um, but I think in this case, it, it looks like the school board is going to approve this and they have the backing of ACLU and state law. Yeah, it's really fascinating, Jill, because as you've written, uh, we've been rethinking things like test scores, um, not playing into admissions in, in universities, because how do we know they're fair? Um, who, who, who might be advantaged in those test scores? So it's part of sort of a broad rethinking of what's fair. I want to ask you, um, what happens now? What, what would the process become at Lowell High School, given the district's rules? So already the next round of uh, entrance for this coming fall freshman class will be a lottery process because of the pandemic. And that just means that any students who want to go to Lowell will will sign up for the same lottery process as the other high schools, which gives some preferences to like siblings and other types of things, um, but is basically a, a random uh, system. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter where you live in the city. It, it's based on, um, you know, like I said, a few few categories that will then that just then go into a flat out is your number pulled. And uh, so that now, if this passes next week, um, will make that process permanent, that the entrance into Lowell will be the same as the entrance into Lincoln or Galileo or Balboa or many of the other schools in the district, except, as I said, the School of the Arts. And because of its reputation for being rigorous, perhaps tough, will will that still remain somewhat? Will some kids choose it because it's highly academically oriented? Will they still choose it because of its reputation, um, or or will it be the most popular district, the most popular school in the district because it's always been seen as a, a great opportunity? Yeah, I don't think anyone has the answer to that question. I think we'll know more in the fall when we get some idea of, uh, or or after they do the school assignment in the coming months, um, see who's going to be attending that school. Do, is the diversity changing? Um, you know, will kids self-select saying, you know, the old isn't for me, right? If it's going to be high academic, a high pressure cooker academic environment, then, you know, that's not my thing. The, the question is whether... Lowell will change. You know, right now, Lowell is a very different school than than some of the others. It has, it, like I said, it's very high pressure, um, you know, based on what students say. There's a lot of homework. There's a lot of uh, focus on academic achievement. And, um, you know, whether that will change based on this lottery system, I think is is unclear. Will it, will it look like other schools or will it still keep its own personality? Um, I, I, you know, I think people don't know the answer. Of course, it won't even be Lowell. Of course, it won't even be Lowell. We don't know what it will be. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I want to ask you one more question, Jill. I mean, does this raise larger issues around schools that are 
um, that are unequal in so many ways. I mean, everyone knows that in different cities, the schools can be different in different neighborhoods. Some people move to different neighborhoods in Oakland, for example, to get into the right elementary school, to get into the right middle school. It's always been seen as, as unfair. Um, does this raise some of those same issues? Yeah, I would I would say definitely. I mean, the reality is many of San Francisco schools are considered segregated right now, self-segregated, right? And it, under a lottery system, under a, a system that is already somewhat random. So, um, you know, you go into some schools because of the location, because of a family's ability to go to a different location in the city. Um, you know, the some schools are predominantly African-American, some schools are predominantly Hispanic, some schools are predominantly um, Asian-American. So, um, you know, it, it remains to be seen whether a random syst- assignment system is is going to shake up the demographics uh, enough. You know, it, it's, it's kind of in a funky location that makes it hard for a lot of students to get to. Um, it's not, you know, it's not convenient to cross a couple of freeways, you know, for some kids, um, the bus rides can be quite long. So the question is, you know, what is this going to mean for, for that? Because, uh, you know, changing this has not, uh, in, and turning it into the same process as other schools that are segregated as well, that have racist incidents as well. Is this a solution to that? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Um, just based on what's already happening in the city. Obviously, some of the inequities may remain. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think anyone thinks that simply by changing the admission process, we're going to solve uh, diversity issues and racist incidents and other things. The the measure also creates a commission to look at racism at Lowell um, and and look at ways to to address that long term. Um, but again, we have racist incidents at all schools. Um, you know, a significant number of of kids in San Francisco, high school kids, fourteen percent, have said they've had racist um, harassment within the last year, at least once, if not twice or more. And so, you know, this isn't this isn't something that's just at Lowell. Um, and, and I don't see that admission is, is going to, to be a a full solution to any of this. All right, Jill, thanks for coming on again. Sure. Thanks to my guest today, Chronicle education reporter, Jill Tucker, to King Kaufman for producing this episode. And thank you for listening.